having gone through the book, learning the different love languages that exist and how everybody speaks a different love language. The first step was really to identify, right? Like what, what is my own love language? And then what is your love language? And then why are we miscommunicating? My primary love language is active service. Acts of service. That's how you show your love. And that's how you, ex- you receive love as well. Figuring that out, like helped us a lot. You know, now that we know, like you said, that is your primary love language. And now that I know, I know I need to be, even if I don't speak that love language personally, um, but thankfully in our case, I do, right? Like my, my primary love language is quality time. If, you know, you didn't do the... Um, acts of service. Acts of service. If you didn't help do the dishes or mop the floors, like I kind of don't want to spend quality time <laughs> with you, right? It's just... Get away from me. I don't even want to talk to you. I don't yeah. even want to spend time. 15 minutes, he, forget he talks- that. Hey, welcome to the Magnetic Mismatch Show. This is Linda. Uh, this is Will. Sorry, guys. I'm still drinking my uh, iced Americano here. Trying to cool off because I uh, had a really spicy lunch. My <laughs> tongue is still on fire. My whole mouth is on fire. Yeah, we're co- but it's just an excuse for Will to have another coffee. <laughs> yeah, if a caffeine you, addict. If you've been listening to us for a little while, you probably know that we really enjoy our coffee. We do. Uh, we could stop anytime we want, by the way, but uh, we choose not to. This is actually decaf. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And I heard coffee is good for you, so. Um. In moderation. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we had a great lunch and I'm just trying to cool off. But yes, welcome back. Thank you so much for listening to our show. Uh, if you've been a longtime listener and we're getting close here to what? Is this our, like in our 40th episode? Pretty close, if not there yet. Something like that. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, very cool. So um, we have a really fun topic, though, today. Uh, very excited to talk about. It's something I've been wanting to talk about for a little <laughs> while now. But uh, somebody <laughs> has been lagging on catching up. I had other books I wanted to read before. Yeah. So basically, um, today's uh, topic is what's your love language? And we're going to reference a book called The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason I actually started or how we stumbled on this book was because, um, we were having some, some arguments and some issues, some tension in our marriage, some marital issues. <laughs> and we're only in like marriage year two. Well, a little bit over two working on our third. Right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it, it kind of was getting to a point where I was like, you know, if things continue down this path and we're not resolving some of the underlying issues, right? Um, we're not fixing some of the things that are um, broken, mm-hmm. right, within our marriage, then it's going to get bigger and bigger as an issue, right? As a problem. Yeah. And it could lead somewhere where we don't want it to lead, you yeah. know? So I did some researching. Good old Google went on there and did a search for how to be a better communicator or better communication in marriage or whatever. And what I stumbled across was just a bunch of like recommendations. You know how people put together those like must read lists. Yeah. Um, and so at least with this specific search, I found that consistently across the board, everybody was recommending this book called The Five Love Languages. Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided to order it, got it on Amazon. And as soon as I got the book, I finished it within the day. Within yeah. a couple of hours. Well, actually not a couple no, of like hours. No, like a day. Like a, a day. day. Yeah. yeah. It's an easy read, but it's 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 so good. But do you remember when when I got the book, what happened? Yeah, you were interrupting me (laughs) all the time, all day and reading like you're an audible or something. I kept coming out like, hey, 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 hold on to whatever you're doing. Hang on to it. Let me just read you a passage. Let me just read you two pages. This is so good. This is us. Right. Uh And uh, I was super excited about it. So we're going to get into that with you guys. And but before we do that about the concepts and what the actual love languages are, uh, we wanted to give you guys a little bit more background on, you know, our situation and how, how this kind of relates to the book. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to tell you the story. Just hold on to this story until the end. And then we'll, after reading the book, you know, uh, we'll analyze the, the situation, right? Okay. 
So here's break it down. Yeah. So here's the the issue that we were having, or one of the issues we were having. Yeah, and, um, and that you, was causing a lot of tension. Right, and right? you guys might have heard this story or some of these stories before in previous episodes, but for the newer listeners, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> so we moved in together. We got married. We moved into this beautiful apartment together. Everything was exciting. Um, you know, we figured out a routine, which you know seemed fun and fresh in the beginning. Yeah. But yeah, newlyweds, um, right? Exactly. Everything was good. Um, it was exciting. Things were fresh. Uh, and we felt we were in love on top of the world. And then towards, you know, starting the end of the, the first year, um, you know, it's just I just felt like I was living with a, a roommate hmm. uh, in the sense where, um, you know, you were doing your own thing and I was doing my own thing. Or maybe this is probably stepping into the second year. Can't remember exact timeline, but um, yeah. But it just started feeling like a, a routine, and then I was growing more and more frustrated with you because, you know, I just felt like um, you weren't helping enough with the the household chores, mm-hmm. right? And I just felt like I wasn't. I didn't feel like you loved or cared enough to. You know, get off your your high knee <laughs> for, to stop playing games and help me out. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we had a lot of arguments over that. Yeah, and and to kind of defend myself a little bit, um, I did mention that um, with what from my perspective, you know, like I felt like I was pulling my weight, you know, within the household, and you have to keep in mind that before we moved in together before we got married like this was the first time that i was really living with somebody else other than college right and college was like other guys you know yeah it was different and you're like you know in your own doing your own thing uh so it was it took some time to get adjusted and i i never was as i didn't think about like having to be as considerate uh, within the relationship, right? Yeah. I don't know if that sounds bad, yeah. but like <laughs> no. But I think um, to you, it's it's more like it's cleaning is is not uh, like as big of a, a deal priority to you or me. priority. And for you, it's like why is she so worked up over this? Yeah, like you if I don't clean as frequently as you do, or like as as in depth as you do. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so after we read this book. We have a better understanding of why I behave the way I did and why, you know, Will's um, not helping clean the house affected me the way that it did. Really, it had nothing right. to do with the cleaning. Yeah, because I'm like sitting there and I'm wondering, like, it, is it that bad that I'm like leaving the dishes till the next morning? Like, is yeah. that really what? is triggering her so much <laughs> like what it, it cannot be that the that's the case right yeah um but having gone through the book um and reading about learning the different lo- love languages that exist and how everybody speaks a different love language um the first step was really to identify right like what what is my own love language and then what is your love language and then why are we miscommunicating? Mm-hmm. Is it because we're speaking completely different languages? You know? Yeah. Um, but that's kind of what we're drawing conclusions on. Yeah. And it was nice that he confirmed that people fall out of the in love phase. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Like in the book, right? Again, the book is called Five Love Lang- The Five Love Languages mm-hmm. uh, by Dr. Gary Chapman. And one of the concepts that he talks about is that most people, when they start dating or like if they're getting married, you you have this phase where it's kind of like puppy love, right? Um, it's what he calls the in love experience mm-hmm. when you're you feel like you're on top of the world, right? It's just you two against the world, and um, you're in cloud nine. It's like you want to spend all your time with that person. You want to always be talking to that person and be with that person yeah you know and and everything's roses and butterflies rainbows and unicorns you know but then that phase typically only lasts on average about two years before reality kicks in and you get kicked down right (laughs) back to reality back to earth 
And now you're dealing with real issues like, you know, paying the bills, ma money, managing money, right? Like kids, kids chores, chores, household chores, yeah. you know, uh, just whatever, right? Life. Mm -hmm. And and that's when the real work starts. And yeah. I think that's exactly what happened with us. With but it our just happened a little sooner than, <laughs> than his usual two years. Yeah, at, at least with marriage, right? So that's the in love phase. And mm -hmm. then he says that after that in love phase is over and the high is over and now reality kicks in, now it's where people need to work on re getting real love. Real love meaning you're making a choice, right, to be in that relationship and to be with that person. And the high of being in love is no longer going to save that relationship. Yeah. And he also started talking about you know, love has different languages, right? If if you're not showing, um, if you're not communicating in the same language, then the other person is not feeling love because they can't understand you. What you're saying, even if you're telling them that you love them in your own love language, they may not understand because yeah. they speak a different language. Yeah, let's say if you... I'm saying I love you in, in like Cantonese and you you don't speak Cantonese. Exactly. How are you going to know how I feel? Yeah. You just probably look at it as I'm just like yelling at you or, no <laughs> <laughs> or like nagging you or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's a great like analogy, you know, that he uses about mm -hmm. it. So so tell us what what are the actual five love languages? So the five love languages are... One words of affirmation, mm -hmm. and then the second one is quality time. Yep, receiving gifts is number three. Uh huh. Acts of service number four, and physical touch. Yep. So I think some people might be that's be listening. Uh, you can kind of draw some conclusions from that, right? I mean, it's kind of self-explanatory in a way. Yeah. But we got to go into I think a little bit more depth details. about yeah. what does each love language entail right and mm -hmm. what does it actually mean and how does it apply in, in real world examples you know so the first one uh is like you said words of affirmation i think with this one we can so in the book he talks about words of affirmation as um someone feeling loved by hearing right hearing words of encouragement hearing words of positive um, reinforcement. reinforcement exactly yeah. so like one of the stories he talks about in the book is about this couple they're married right it's um dan and his no, wife that's for that's, words of affirmation that's quality time no dan and oh that's right you're right yeah dan and his wife yeah dan and his wife See, I pay attention in the book. I took notes. Well, he, because the thing is that it's confusing because <laughs> there's the, a lot of different yeah, examples. Yeah, there's in a there. lot of examples. And um, Dan and his wife, he he never mentioned the wife's name. It we'll just, just, we'll just uh, call her Linda in this example. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll say Dan and Linda. Okay. Um, in this example. So the basically, Dr. Gary Chapman, he, he's like a marriage therapist, right? Mm -hmm. And I guess he, he, this lady comes up to him. I don't know. I forget where they were, but down like, the hall. Down the hall from where though? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Some some random lady comes in. I guess she recognizes him and then starts like unloading all her issues. No, on I him. think it's he was in his office. Oh, he was in his office. Yeah. So she storms into his office. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, it was it was this lady who was I guess goes unnamed, but we know her husband is Dan, and yeah. she tells him that basically she's been trying to get him to paint the room <laughs> in one of their house and, and paint one of the rooms in their house right yeah and she's been like asking him or telling him to do it for like months now mm -hmm. is that right was it yeah, months or months weeks now. yeah for a long time right yeah. and she she was getting really frustrated because she's like i can't get him to do it like what well, even and i think what was hard for her was that there was like a weekend where she saw him doing other projects it was, it was like during a, his free time, right? It was a beautiful sunny day, I believe. And in, in <laughs> of course, it was a beautiful sunny day. Okay. And in her head, it was a perfect day uh, for painting the room. Yeah, and he probably didn't have anything to do. He was yeah. he had the day off or something, and, right? And instead of painting the room, he was cleaning his computer files. <laughs> 
<laughs> so that's why she got even more triggered because yeah. she's like, well, why aren't you cleaning the room? And I think she con- she confronted him, right? Like, what are you doing? Why are you like, con- you know, doing that when I've been telling you to go clean the, <laughs> to paint the room? Yeah. Right. Um, so I guess, so then what happens from there? Like, so then um, she asked for his uh, advice. advice. Yes. Right? How do I fix get, this? Yeah. Get him to paint the room. Yeah. And um, he suggested, he asked her, so, uh, you know, does he um, do other things? Do other things that are nice, like take out the trash. To help the household. Yeah. Um, buy milk when you guys are re- uh, low on milk or toilet paper. Just a, a clean the house, etc. And she's like, yeah, he does do some of those things. Yeah. And uh, Dr. Chapman's like, okay, so um, give him a compliment. Anytime Every, he does that. Yeah, tell him that you appreciate that he paid the, the electrical bill because not all husbands do that. Or, you know, you appreciate that he took out the... Um, the trash i think um <laughs> just little things right i think she was like nagging him i think um one of the parts is like uh, he's like don't tell him that you know the trash has been sitting there so long that the flies are gonna <laughs> take it out themselves <laughs> yeah that's not very helpful right like it's the way she was saying um, it to him yeah it's it's pretty funny but um, yeah so his advice was basically to compliment him. compliment him or not like to flatter him but just be letting sincere. him know yeah be sincere letting yeah. him know that she appreciates those little things that he does right yeah. like even something like we said as basic as taking out the trash yeah he said stop nagging and do not bring up painting the room anymore yeah because she's been doing it constantly yeah right? every day or something yes and um you know she didn't because he already knows. He already knows. Yeah, that he, he didn't. Needs to paint she the didn't room. seem thrilled about the, <laughs> no, the she advice. Wasn't happy. Right, she wasn't happy about the advice. But Doctor Chapman was like, "Well, you wanted my advice. That's my advice, yeah. and it's free. So take it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and so <laughs> that's a snarky a remark. Weeks, I like that. Yeah. So a couple <laughs> weeks came by. She stops by his office again and said, "It worked. He painted the room." Yeah. <laughs> Why? How? What changed? She started complimenting him. Yeah, the, like the little things, right? She actually took the advice and um, I guess every time he did something positive or helpful to the household, she was mm-hmm. able to throw in those words of encouragement and affirmation and he actually ended up doing it without her av- having to say anything. Yeah, right? that's, yeah. Yeah, so that's words of affirmation and and I could relate to that because there were definitely times, like that actually happened in, in our household, right? Where I had a so we moved into the new apartment that we're living in right now and in the room in my office I had a bunch of stuff that I didn't organize or I didn't declutter because <laughs> it was just like you're in a move right you just grab everything and you 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 try to move where well, we were in a kind of a rush too in a yeah. way uh and this was like you know it was just it was just a lot of stuff and there were some things in there that were very sentimental to me that I just it, it takes time, right, to sort through all of that stuff. But I had been putting it off because for whatever reason, busy, other things on my mind, it wasn't a priority for me. But you kept coming in and nagging me about sorting it out and throwing stuff out because it was bugging you a lot. It was lot. becoming so much. I was like overwhelmed just looking at it. But yeah, you would definitely come in and make some of those snarky remarks. Like I would be doing <laughs> something else, playing a game or doing something. It's like... You're, you're doing that instead of like cleaning. I've been telling you for like weeks. Why aren't you doing it? And I would just get heated. I wouldn't say anything, but I would just get even more. No, oh, okay. I'm, de- <laughs> I'm definitely not doing it now. <laughs> wow. It was almost kind of like that. All I needed was some words of encouragement. It's sometimes it's like the way you ask too. I, I think with the dishwashing, sometimes it was that too. It's like, go do, do the dishes. And I was like, um, you know, it's like tone, right? It has so much to do with that. Yeah. Or like if I do do the dishes um, or take out the trash or, or haul up the, the water, right? Or yeah. whatever, the groceries and things like that or um, whatever, you know, I do contribute to the household. Hopefully that you feel that you way. Do. Um, but it's nice every now and then to hear some of that, that you acknowledge it, even though you know, yes, but it's like, it's nice to hear it. And I'm sure you appreciate that too, right? Like when you cook, I, you know, I kind of throw out words of affirmation to you. You do. Yeah. But we learned that 
you know, that's not as big of a deal to me as yeah. it is to you. Right. Like, yeah. I, I don't need to constantly, constantly hear words of affirmation. Right, right. So in, as part of like the, in the book, he talks about like, even though there are five love languages, mm-hmm. um, each person typically has a primary love yeah. language, one yes. that they speak mostly that's what they understand the most they kind of resonate with the most right and you have the the few that he calls the bilingual right right? where they have two Mm -hmm. um and he teaches you with uh different exercises and and you know ways to help you discover your love language yeah. Your primary love language. Right. And then from there, you kind of rank it in its order. Or at least we did. Yeah. Right. And so uh, with that said. So um, that's words of affirmation. That's the first love language. Uh-huh. You know, and we're kind of doing a shorter version, of course. There's a lot more There's to it. There's a lot it. more to it. Right. So you, you should definitely read the book. Yeah. yeah. And the, the next one is um, uh, quality time. Mm-hmm. So as an example... He talks about a couple named um, John and Susan, right? Especially, and they've been married for 30 years. And for the last, um, I believe, 20, um, mm-hmm. they felt like just roommates. Um, they came to, they drove a couple of hours to see Dr. Chapman. And Susan just lays it all out. She's like, you know, I, I looked into... Um, most common marital issues. And let me tell you, Dr. Chapman, it's not a money. We, we don't have any money issues. Everything is paid for. The house is paid for. The two cars are paid for. Um, and the second thing is arguments. But we don't have any arguments. Um, you know, but I just, I don't feel love. Like, and I'm pretty sure um, my love tank is, um, his love tank is empty, but he just doesn't say anything. And mine is too. And she breaks down into tears. And, you know, um, Dr. Chapman asks John, you know, how have you been showing Susan that you love her? And he starts listing out this list. Like, well, because he's confused. He's like, I, I don't understand why she's she saying feels she doesn't that way. feel love. Yeah. She's like, she's and, been telling me the same thing to me yeah. that she's telling you right now, like yeah. that she doesn't feel love. And and, I'm like, how? And he looks frustrated yeah. because he's like, especially over the last two to three years, um, she's been voicing it more often. Yeah. And, you know, and so Dr. Chapman's like, okay, so, so tell me, how have you been showing your love? Um, he's like, well, I do the laundry, I fold the clothes, I make her dinner four out of um, five nights and the other uh, four out of seven um, nights because the other three we go out to eat. Um, So basically at the end of this list, Dr. Chapman's like, well, what does Susan do (laughs) if he's doing all of this? Just chilling. (laughs) Yeah, right? Like he mows the lawn, he does like everything. Um, So that's why he's like frustrated. He doesn't get it. And so he asked um, each one of them, Susan, uh, why do you feel like you're not loved? And she said, well, he doesn't um, talk to me, right? And so he's like, okay, so what do you mean by talk to you? Yeah, he's and talk to you. And she was like, well, he's always busy doing something, Right. And he doesn't give me we don't spend time together to talk to each other like we were when we were first, um, you know, dating. And then um, John was like, oh, I never really understood what she meant by talking because, you know, I thought we were talking. I thought that, you know, by me asking how did you sleep well was talking. But he was like, well, if it makes you feel loved, um, if I give you 15 minutes of undivided attention every night and if that makes you feel love then i'll do that for the rest of my life and then um and then dr chapman asked john so john uh you know what's your perfect woman like right like what what's and so he like crosses his arm and he starts smiling and he was like well you know i would like um because he's been thinking about it yeah (laughs) he's like well I would like um, to come home to a home-cooked meal, right? And for um, Susan to do the dishes while I mow the lawn. He's like, yeah, I'll help her from time to time. But I would like her to 
um, like, you know, that that to be her primary like role. Yeah. And so his buttons when they fell off, um, and Susan was like, "Well, if that makes you feel loved, you know, of course I would uh, make dinner for you." But I just thought that you liked cooking, and he was like, "Well, I don't mind cooking, but you know, he's asking me what's my ideal like." And she said, "Well, if that's the case, then yeah, I don't mind cooking, but you know what? We just need to have dinner uh, later in the 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 night because." Uh, we'll just have dinner later because I come home from work later than you do. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and I would love to sew your the button, but you don't, you never leave it long enough for me to get to it, you know. And I they so Susan started doing the cooking and um, dishes, and he started um, spending the fifteen minutes of quality time with her, um, and they came back. A couple months later, I believe, and they're like, they went on a second honeymoon to the Bahamas, and they're like, you know, their marriage has been revived. Right, and this was like prior to meeting with the uh, Doctor Chapman, they had been married for thirty years like that. Yeah, right. So they were unhappy for like twenty. For, is that? I think that's what they said. Yeah, for a good portion of that thirty years. And yeah. It's kind of cool to hear that, right? Like mm-hmm. that it can still be a marriage can go that long um and it doesn't matter how long it's been. It can be fixed, right? Yeah. If pe- if both of them are willing to work and and want to fix it, right? Yeah, like he mentions over and over in, in the book that marriage and love is a, a choice. It's a choice that we make. Yeah, yeah every day actually. As you can see in that situation, uh Susan's love language is quality time. And so what does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. So she wants to spend and talk and have meaningful conversations with John, right? Right. Like that moment where you don't do anything else but with each Your other. Your full attention is with that person. And that's why John was confused initially because he's, he's, he's like, we do talk. Like when we go out with other couples yeah. and we like, you know, drive home on the drive home or whatever. No, they, they weren't don't. talking. They weren't talking. Yeah, they oh. weren't talking. And um, John's... um love language is uh, active service yeah so that's why when she expressed that she didn't feel love um he <laughs> brought up more chores upon himself you know but that's not her love language so to her oh that's nice but like her love tank wasn't getting filled yeah so that's that's the other concept that he talks about in the book which is that each of us has a love tank right think of it like the the if your love tank is empty, you mm-hmm. don't feel love, and if that goes on for too long, then things fall apart, right? So, like, yeah. in order to fill that love tank up, the other person needs to be um, speaking your love language to show that love, so that it fills your love tank up, mm-hmm. right? Um, but yeah, no, I I can totally relate to that. I I think you love that story though. Yeah. That's that example because I felt like you resonated with it very much and, and especially with what we were just talking about yeah. in our case. Yeah, because I, I show my love um, now that we know, you know, one of the my primary. Uh, well, I think that is my primary love language is act of service. Acts of service. That's how you show your love and that's how you ex- you receive love as well. Yeah. So that's where like when I wasn't holding my end of the bargain or helping out around the house with household chores that it was basically subconsciously telling you that I don't love you mm-hmm. right or at least that's how you interpret it as yeah. right even though that wasn't what I was trying to do yeah mhm yeah but that was a <laughs> an interesting story there but yeah so figuring that out like helped us a lot you know, now yeah. that we know, like you said, that is your primary love language. And now that I know, I know I need to be, even if I don't speak that love language personally, um, but thankfully in our case, I do, right? Like my my primary love language is quality time. And then I would say secondary is acts of service. Mm-hmm. So I'm bilingual in that sense. I don't think you're bilingual. Oh, bilingual no. means he's, that it's equal. You don't think it's equal? You I think don't it's think more it's equal oh. because for you, if we're I we're still trying to figure it out, like yeah, it's kind of hard. We, we like, debate guys, about it. Yeah, but, we do. It's like sometimes I, I'm this, sometimes I'm that. And I'm like, yeah, but for you, I feel like if I didn't cook or clean, 
Uh-huh. Right, you would still want to spend the quality time. With I, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Right, and versus me, that's still the dominant one. You're right. Yeah, so that's your primary. But for me, if you know you didn't do the um, acts of service, acts of service, if you didn't help do the dishes or mop the floors, like I kind of don't want to spend quality time <laughs> with you. Right? It's just get away from me. I don't even want to talk to you. I don't yeah. even want to spend time. Fifteen minutes. He, forget he talks, that. He talks about it too, like. Um, you know um the clues what what does your spouse do to show you love right it kind of gives you hints on what their primary love language is or right. what do they they complain about oh. what do they complain about the most and that that if you listen carefully then you kind you know you could maybe rule out uh what their love language so how did you come about the conclusion that mine was quality time um I think for you is um, you always ask for at nighttime, oh, talk to me for 15 minutes before we go to bed or or in the morning time um, after we do our grateful journal. I love chit-chatting. Yeah, yeah. you want to chit-chat for a little longer before we start our day yeah. or um, – Like this podcast. Like for me, I, you're right. I, I When I think about it now, it's kind of like why do I love doing podcasts so much or why did I want to – why did I gravitate towards it? And it's because we get to share this time every week to record and just have a dialogue and connect, right, on a deeper level, connect mm-hmm. with our audience, right? It's it's very energizing for me, and, and I really enjoy that. So yeah. you're right. I guess it is quality time. And what I've noticed now, thinking even further, it's like whenever I hang out with friends, yes, I, I enjoy, you know, large groups from time to time, but really my favorite is always just one-on-one. You know, or a small group. Or a small group, yeah. right? Like, but I, one-on-one is my, like, personal favorite. Like, if I could spend with individual people, that's the best. But if even in a smaller group, like, less than five people, that's always nice. Yeah. But, like, one-on-one is is definitely the, pl- the place for me. And, and like I was telling you, I think, um, kind of, like, dissecting this a little bit further, it's, like, I do really don't mind whatever it is we're doing. It could be nothing, right? We could be just sitting on a couch, sipping on coffee and having a conversation. Like that is the most important part for me. So you're right. It is quality time. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter what we're doing. It's just as long as we're doing that together, you know, that's what I care about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, and yeah. The, the next love language he um, spoke about is receiving gifts. I think this is where you... You were speaking the wrong love language to me. Um, that you, in the beginning of the, our relationship, yeah, and you were buying me gifts and flowers, and I, I thought that that's you know like that. I would think most guys like that's what they assume, you know, yeah. like especially because that's how they always portray it, right? Like mm-hmm. in in the movies or whatever uh, in society, it's like you express your love through giving somebody a gift to show them, hey, I care about you, yeah. So I, I did buy you gifts and stuff like that. And then you would make fun of me because I would just let the flowers like sit there and die. <laughs> and whittle and, and die. Yeah. And, and then I stopped giving you flowers. Yeah. It's, it's your own fault. Don't blame me. <laughs> well, I don't really care for I don't, the, the don't. flowers. Um, I mean, it was nice, but, you know, I would much prefer you doing something other than buying me a gift. Like, <laughs> I would rather have you, um, I don't know, go wash my car than... You know, again. You see this, guys? Like, <laughs> yeah, or come to your house and help you build your furniture or clean up see, your place because I thought you got robbed. Like, <laughs> somebody broke into your house. Or, you know, burn my house down while you play fantasy football yes. and making me a, a steak. Yes. <laughs> so we're, we're joking about those stories because we, we mentioned them in a couple of uh, other podcasts. But uh, there was one time when she was living out of state in Arizona and uh, I came to visit to surprise her. I was traveling. That you came the week before. Yeah, you came at a, a bad on a sure, bad buddy. week. I sure, was buddy. I was literally dropping off my clothes and going to the next um, destination. I just hit the microphone side. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I would dump my stuff and leave, dump my stuff and leave, and it was a chaotic. Yeah, yeah, it was chaotic. Sure, sure. I'll. I'll that's fine if you want to say <laughs> that. That's the reason. But um. <laughs> Uh, so I, I came to surprise her and then like I opened the door and 
I looked in there. I kid you not, like stuff was everywhere. There was like clothes on the floor, like a suitcase in the front, right? Dishes were piled on some places. There was hair in your freaking sink in the bathroom, like just stuff everywhere. Yeah. And I literally, I seriously thought somebody <laughs> had broken into your apartment and but robbed you. But know you know what? <laughs> That, that speaks a lot of volume, though, because, you know, as much of a clean freak as I was, like, to let the apartment go like that, you can tell I'm, like, You're pulling, pretty busy. Yeah, I'm, like, pulling my hair out, you know, and, <laughs> and, like, I'm so overwhelmed that, like, it's, there's still time for me. That to, was the last on your list, yeah. Yeah, last on my list, and... You know, like looking at the apartment made me even more stressed. So, so you, you, because I helped you clean that apartment by the time you got home. So I was like, oh, let me just clean up. Yeah. You know, and that's what I did. Yeah. And I'm sure you, well, you tell me, did you appreciate that? Yeah, absolutely. Instead of if I just brought you like a, a like an item. Yeah. Yeah. And, and same thing, even though I almost burned down your kitchen that same night. Cause but I was trying to was cook. Nice. Yeah. So yeah. I was trying to cook you a dinner. And I almost burned the steak and burned your whole place down. You still appreciated that. <laughs> exactly. Because yeah. you knew where I was coming from, right? Yeah. But he talked about it too. Like a gift doesn't have to be expensive. Right. Right. That's true. Um, so he was talking about, you know, you can make, if, if, you have, if you didn't have any money, you can make a card by folding a piece of paper Something in sentimental. half. Or uh, picking a, a flower, or writing a poem or a song or, you know, if you're a little bit more artistic, right? Like, yeah. It doesn't have to be, you know, um, extravagant. Extravagant. It could be something small. And, yeah. you know, it, it tells the person who's, you know, if their primary language is gift giving. No, it's or receiving, receiving gifts. gifts sorry, yeah. Receiving gifts um, that they feel love. Right. But I can totally see that, that I do know some friends that are like that, like, I mean, they're not going to directly say it. Now that I know what I know, mm -hmm. I can see like, oh, you know, this person responds well when they receive gifts. Like yeah. that's, that's what gets them going, right? And if they don't get a gift, it's not that they're shallow or anything like that. It's just that's how they, they, they operate. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's just their love language. Yeah. So I can't judge them for like wanting a gift. And, and it, like you said, it doesn't have to be extravagant. And what I've noticed is, yeah, it doesn't have to be extravagant. Just the very fact that you got them something, it means a lot to them. That it means like you thought about that person, right? Mm -hmm. And they're super happy about it. So I could tell like, yeah, that person's love language is receiving gifts. Yeah. So even if I'm not that way, like that's the lowest on my list my of languages. Um. And even if I don't speak it, I and I, but I care about the person and I know that's their love language, I'm going to put more effort into making sure that I do that for them, yeah. right? To show them that I love them. Yeah. And one of the clues um, he gives is that, you know, if you uh, traveled um, somewhere without your significant other and when you come back on your trip, if they ask you, um, did you bring me back a souvenir? Ah, or if it's like Christmas or um, Thanksgiving or you know whatever holiday you celebrate, uh -huh. and if you don't, if they, oh, if you don't give them a gift and they look devastated, oh, right? they're crushed. Yeah, I guess I could see that, right? Like if that's your primary love language, and yeah, somebody didn't provide that for you, it's it, hurtful. Yeah, I it, can see it being yeah. very hurtful. It's again, even if they don't know that, hey, that's my love language subconsciously that is the conclusion they're coming to is that your actions are telling me you don't love me yeah or like the <laughs> the, the traveling it's like yeah. oh you didn't buy me a gift because you didn't think about me right 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 so i can see that yeah, yeah. but i think for you and i that what we've learned is uh, that's kind of for us the lowest priority on the five love languages right mm -hmm. i think we're both on page with that so basically we don't get each other gifts at all anymore I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. We still get each other gifts, but we we have ground rules and stuff. And it's not the most important thing for us. No, it's not. Um, You'd rather me clean the house or do something for you. Exactly. Gotcha. Mop the floor, <laughs> scrub the toilet or something. And you just want to see me there like doing that. <laughs> and then the, the fourth love language is acts of service, which we already um, touched upon. Right. It's... Um, Doing things. Doing right? things. To show yeah. that you care about that person. Exactly. Even if. You don't want to do it. So, for example, um, for Will, it's doing dishes, right? You don't you don't want to do the dishes, but you'll do if it. If I had my choice, I would not do dishes. 
but I do it because I know that that's what makes you feel loved. Mm-hmm. And you'll wash it every single day. <laughs> yes, yes, I yes. will. I'm making the choice to do those acts of service. Yeah, because I want you to know that I care about you. Um, I'm making the choice to take out the trash and do some of the things around the house as much as I don't want to, like scrub the floors with you, right? To share equally in some of those things, I do it because I choose to do it mm-hmm. because I want to make you happy. Right, and that's the other concept, right? Is is um, we do those things for the other person, not because it's for selfish reason. Yeah. So you basically you're doing all of this stuff, even if you don't want to, because he reminds you that it's a choice. Love is a choice, and that you're doing it. Um, whatever you're doing, it's for the well being of the one you love, yes. not for yourself. Yes. That's right. it. And in his example, he um, mentions that he hates to vacuum. <laughs> right, Dr. I'm right Chap- there with you, Dr. Yeah. Chapman. Dr. Chapman <laughs> hates to vacuum um, because I guess when he was younger, his mom would always make him vacuum and he kind of swore that he would never vacuum. <laughs> I'll never vacuum again. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'll find a wife that will do that for me. I would me. love to do that. Yeah. Time. Right. And... So he's like, you can't pay me enough to vacuum. (laughs) And he marries someone whose love language, primary love language is act of service. And he's like, I will vacuum every day. Like frequently. Yeah. Because of love. I will only do it for love. Do it for love. love. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, you can't pay me, but But, I'll do it for love. But that's the thing, right? It's, it's, um, he chooses to do that. And, and. The reality is some people choose, you know, not to. And that's when, you know, breakups happen, divorces happen, and it is what it is, right? Mm-hmm. So it is a choice for sure. Yeah. And then the the last one on the list is physical touch. And he's like, you know, a lot of people... Um, they tell him, but Dr. Chapman. Guys, especially. Yeah, it's so weird because that's not what I, I did, you know, growing up. And his response is, you have two arms, don't you? <laughs> Clasp it together and give your wife or significant other a hug. Yeah. And if you do it enough time, it'll be less awkward. Yeah. And he's like, it could just start with, you know, like um, a loving uh, touch on the shoulder or, yeah. you know, on the waist or you know, um, a hug. Well, and, and it doesn't, it doesn't just stop at like, um, a romantic relationship either, you know, with, with all these love languages. But I think in this example, especially like physical touch, like for me, I didn't grow up in a household where we hugged. Like at least I, we did not do that. Like when we were kids, my parents would never hug us. I don't, that doesn't sound bad. That sounds horrible, huh? No, but that's, that just wasn't the way my parents expressed their love to us. They never hugged us. They never really said like, I love you, right, mm-hmm. to the kids. And I come, you know, immigrant parents, okay, guys, just for newer listeners that don't know, um, that's not how they operate, right? But that doesn't mean that they don't love me. Definitely doesn't. And as after I finished this book, I, I do remember I was like, oh, it started clicking. I'm like, my parents do love me after like 35 <laughs> years, right? It's like, oh, my parents do love me. They just expressed their love in a lot, in a different way. They were speaking a different language. And when I was a kid, I didn't understand that la- love language um, at that time. You know, it's like I'm watching TV and I'm and, or I'm hearing my friends like, oh, you, you see them get picked up at school and their mom comes and they hug them, they kiss them and They'll tell them they love them and whatever, right? And yeah. I'm like, wait, how come my parents don't do that? <laughs> we don't do that in our family at all. Yeah. Like, do they not love me, right? So you kind of, you think that when you're younger, you don't really know. It's like, why Why is my dad always working and uh, he never, you know, uh, spends time with us like to go do this on the weekends or which to be fair, he did. He spent a lot of time later when he could like on his vacations and stuff. But like during the rest of the year when he was working, you know, 60 to 80 hours a week and working on weekends, Mm -hmm. uh, I kind of looked at it when I was younger as kind of like my dad's never like there to spend time with us. What's what's up with that? He doesn't love us. Right. Mm -hmm. 
but it's wrong. I think for you, you felt that way because your primary love language is quality time. Quality time. time. And yeah. the fact that he didn't give you the the quality quality time you needed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, make as much as I want it, right? Yeah. Not that he didn't spend any quality time. Like we did a lot of things. To be fair, like yeah. he took us to a lot of places and. Whenever he had the opportunity to, when he had free time, he would take us out, which was amazing. Yeah. But when you're a kid, you just don't know, right? You don't yeah. know that um, the reason he's working so hard and he's willing to work on weekends and do overtime and to do two jobs, right? Work two jobs at once is because he does love us. Because if he didn't love us, he wouldn't be doing all that. Why go through all that pain, right? Yeah. But you're you're like you know you're like ten years old or whatever you don't understand that yeah. I mean I think for me um I got lucky because you know both of my parents they um I think their primary love language I'm pretty sure it's um um active service mm-hmm. like they they do stuff for us to show us that you know we're loved um like my dad always made sure that there was dinner ready yeah. Uh, every day for us, right? And then my mom would always make sure that, um, you know, the house was clean for us. And um, she would help me with my homework and, you know, just things like that. And so I always felt love growing up. But, you know, now after going through all of this, like quality time is my second, right? It's pretty high up there. But yes, my mom worked a lot. So I, you know, didn't feel like I spent, got to spend enough time with her, um, you know, because, yeah, at one point she was working two jobs as well. Yeah. And it made me almost, I felt a little bit angry. Yeah, and I, yeah. Angry at her. But then it's like, wait, but then she does, but then I get confused because I'm like, oh, she does so many nice things for me and I felt loved. But then I also felt angered at the right. same time. It was like weird. No, I, I totally get that. That's why like uh, when I was talking about my story, it's the same feeling. Yeah. I knew that I was loved, but there were definitely moments where it just, it was very confusing, conflicting almost, right? Yeah. 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 So, but then for me, I think my saving grace is that it's, you know, the act of service was filled up your love tank. Was yeah. far it's greater than the just the quality, quality time. time. I see, I see. So quality time was, you know, sprinkled in, right, when she can. Ah, um, gotcha. When she can. But still, like when there is t- there were times when it's like busy seasons, whatever, and that quality time was, you know, less, that's uh-huh. when I got like something triggered. Yeah, right? yeah. You felt like your tank was a little bit emptier. Yeah, it's not yeah. as full. Right. But then right. it was still full. I Half still full, felt loved. Say. Half yeah. Full. yeah. Yeah. Same here. Same here. Yeah. Yeah. And and coming back to like the, the physical touch thing, um, I think for me, it's probably if I had to rank it, for me, number one is quality time, right? As my primary love language. Number two is acts of service. Number three, I think it's words of affirmation. And then number four is going to be physical touch. And then fifth is uh, receiving gifts. So physical touch being number four, it's still really important to me. You know, uh, it's important. But if I, I don't know, it's it's kind of a tricky one. You know, like I, I try to think about like in every like relationship or dating and stuff like that, I do enjoy physical touch, right? Like being there. I think you enjoy it, right? But that's... Th- the point is if, um, let's Do say, you feel unloved if you don't yeah, have Yeah, but the, the, the point he also made is if I um, took away uh, your first, like your first uh, love language, which is... Um, quality time. Quality time. If I took that away, do you still want to hug me? That's true. Like, you know, you wouldn't feel that connection. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, and, and when he was talking about in the book, he's, he said that with physical touch... Usually the guys is like, yeah, we have sex, right? Or we, yeah, that's is, what that's what's physical most, touch. That's most important to me. <laughs> it's just they think they equate physical touch as just sex, which yeah. when he was talking about, it, it's not necessarily true, right? Because he did give an example. Yeah, the guy was like, that's that's my number one. Like I, that's it. <laughs> immediately, like, what's immediate, your love language? Physical touch. Oh, period. physical touch. Yeah. Period. Like, <laughs> but then and then you know he uh, was digging a little deeper, right? And mm-hmm. it turns out. 
his primary love language is um, words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. Do so, you remember the story though? Like what? I don't remember oh. exactly like you know the details, but it's in the the book. So yeah. he's like, so uh, I don't remember exactly what it is, but um, yeah, it turns out that his primary love language is words of affirmation, and he asked him. Um, Dr. Chapman asked uh, the guy, okay, if if your significant other stopped giving you words of affirmation, will you still want to have sex with her? Yeah. And he goes, no. <laughs> so he goes, okay, there you go. That's, it, that, that's not that's yeah. not your your um, primary primary love language. love language. Right. Words of affirmation is is not physical touch. Yeah. I see. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so it's, it can get, see, you can, can kind of see that it gets a little blurry. It gets blurry. And you really have to uh, spend some time to try to figure it out. I mean, some people know, like, very quickly, like, oh, that's me. Or you can identify it. Like, but for us, we kind of had to do a little, like, deeper questions and ask and do some of the exercises in the book, right? Because yeah. <laughs> for the first couple of weeks after reading the book, <laughs> I thought my um, primary love language was quality time. Uh-huh. But then after I kept thinking about it, I'm like, mm, do I want to spend time with Will if he doesn't help me do the dishes? Uh, Probably not. So, yeah, you interesting. Know, yeah. I like how you came to that conclusion. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think uh, it's it's such an interesting topic and we're only scratching the surface. There's so much like good content in that book and so many like more examples and just like yeah. Because uh, we're complex creatures, right? Humans. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's not just black or white. Yeah. And he also has different books for, you know, for um, dating. Five, I think, love languages for dating mm-hmm. and for um, kids as well. So it goes beyond just um, a, a relationship. A romantic relationship, uh, yeah. you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I think having learned all of this, it's definitely, I can say that it's helped me improve my communication, you know, not just with you, but I think with my family, my parents, you know, like I said, you know, now that I, I know the concepts and I understand it more, I look back and I'm like, oh, you know, like my mom does love me. Not that I didn't think that she didn't before, but I, I it was more like she loves me in her, in this way, right? Like, her love language was acts of service or is acts of service. Mm-hmm. That's why it's like whenever I felt like she was nagging, like, oh, you know, um, uh, let me, I made you some food. I made you some soup. Come pick it up, right? It wasn't like a hassle, uh, supposed to be like meant to be as a hassle, right? Mm-hmm. It was more like that's how she showed that she cared about me. Yeah. Her way was doing stuff like cooking food for us or, you know, she'll call, right? We talk about her calling and to check in, you know, so part of that is also like her giving us, um, I guess, time, right? Would you say that's kind of like act, an act of service? Checking in, like, are you, are you, did you eat yet? Did you, um, I don't know, did, is it cold? It's cold outside, go wear some clothes, this and that, you know, where, what would you categorize that as? Maybe quality time. Quality time, maybe just to maybe. connect, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. That gets a little bit more blurry. But I know like with her food thing, you know, she expects us to come and like. See, this is where the blur the blur happens. Like he did mention at the end yeah. on um, what if you have a, a long distance relationship, right? Yeah. Um, let's say your significant other or your loved one's love language is uh, physical touch. How do you do physical touch mm. like long distance? Yeah, it could that's be a, challenging. Yeah, and it could be. He said it could be opening a letter because that's a physical act of doing something. Mm-hmm. You know, but it, it gets um you you get pretty creative. So that's where uh, some of the lines actually do kind of blur for me. Right. Yeah, so it takes time, you know, to really kind of define. Because we really, that's how we think our love, primary love languages, but. Yeah, well, it's funny too, because when we first both finished reading the book, we also, instead of like, it was kind of like, what do you think my love language is? You know, just to see what the other person thinks, because like I had trouble knowing like what my own is. And then when you started pointing some of those things out, it's like, oh, you're right. It is quality time. I thought it was quality time and acts of service, but then I wasn't really sure. 
And then when you kind of gave me more examples, you're right. It is quality time. That's yeah. my primary. But things can change, right? And, after. Yeah. And, and he talks about how like your love language can potentially change as you get older too. In the book, there was yeah. a chapter or I don't know, a chapter, but like a section about that as well. So hmm. huh. your priorities change. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Well, anything else you want to add to this topic for now? No, I would just say um, just read the book, you know, and reflect on your own love language and maybe your loved ones. Mm-hmm. I think it's very um, helpful. Very helpful. Yeah, and kind of understanding how they're showing you love. And it, it helps you appreciate it more too. Even if you you don't speak that love language, um, but it's nice to know that you know, that's their love language and they're giving it to you. Well, and, and in the book, he says that the good thing is that each language is learnable. Absolutely. Right. You don't have that. Even if that's not your native language or your own primary language, you can choose to learn the love language of the person you care about. Yeah. Uh, and it's something that just takes time and work and effort. Right. That's why they always say like marriage is you know, it takes work. Mm-hmm. A relationship takes work and that's yeah. part of it. Yeah, but you get to choose to do that or not. Yeah. And he said also to be patient, right? If your significant yes. other or a spouse is not responding to your love language, it could mean that either they're kind of, you know, maybe it's been, the the tension has been going on so long that they think, wait, are you manipulating the situation? Or, you know, they get a little bit... Um, fishy about it or uneasy you know it could take time uh for them to understand that or real recognize that you're in it for the the long haul that you're not doing it just for um you know to get something right well the the other thing too he mentioned was that like it could be someone's upbringing it could be something like in their household like if let's say um, physical touch is is important is your primary love language and you want your spouse to speak it but your spouse might have had an upbringing where there was no physical touch in their family mm-hmm. you know they didn't express their love that way so she never like it just didn't work for her so she has a hard time trying to learn your love language you know what i mean yeah so i think his advice was like exactly what you said be patient as that person is it is kind of like learning a new language right it doesn't just happen magically because yeah. you want it to yeah you have to work at it and it's that person's going to make mistakes or it's going to take a little bit of time for them to adapt yeah and also um he's uh he did mention that you know if your significant other is not responding um to the love language it could mean that you pick the you know the wrong one it might one. not be the it one that ma- you think yeah yeah it's not the one that you think so uh he recommends kind of um pick a a love language you think your significant other speaks and kind of keep doing it and then write down to see you know what kind of changes <laughs> What's the response yeah their response yeah is or ask them yeah I like that because in every after every chapter in the book, he also has like little um, action steps, basically. Like mm-hmm. it's your turn and then you can do whatever question he poses like for, with the couple so yeah. you can try it out. Um, and then I think he has a bunch of other activities and quizzes and yeah. all that stuff to kind of figure out, help you figure out what your love language is. Yeah, and it's nice because um, he also gives a lot of real life examples so it makes you feel like, oh, wow, you're not alone in this. <laughs> We're not the only crazy ones are dealing with this, these kind of issues. Yeah. yeah, it's like universal. Yeah. 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 So highly recommend the book. Uh, we're, you know, we're, there's no affiliations no. or anything like that. We just thought it was very helpful for our relationship. And we're still learning. We're still trying to kind of hone in, right, of course, uh, on our own love languages and being better communicators. But mm-hmm. You know, maybe this can help you guys. If you haven't read the book, like we said, we highly recommend it. Check it out. And I think it's going to help you a lot. Yeah, let us know um, if you do read the book. And What's your love language? What's your love language? <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, so we'll wrap things up. And just uh, if you enjoyed this episode, you know, make sure to go ahead and as always, uh, give us a five-star rating and review if you can. On Apple Podcasts, uh, we're on 
all the audio platforms from Stitcher to Google Podcasts to Amazon Music, so on and so forth. And uh, you can also follow us on our Instagram at Magnetic Mismatch. We also have our uh, YouTube channel where we put up the videos of us recording like this um, and talking. So you get to see, put, I guess, a face to the name and and the voice. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, make sure you tune in every Thursday. That's when we release um, our new episode. And also to make sure to share our content with your family and friends. Yeah. Until next time. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you. Bye.